cryptocurrency, uh, Eric Adams has decided that he is going to take his first few paychecks in cryptocurrency. Here's Mayor Eric Adams explaining his decision. The purpose of the Bitcoin is to send a message that New York City is open to technology. You're going to see a large amount of new technology in the city of New York and encourage our young people to be engaged in these new emerging markets. And I'm excited about the future of this city and I'm excited about bringing my young people who have been historically denied access to new technology. Before I let you go. So crypto is all the rage right now. And so we had intended to have sort of a crypto panel where we have one person who's bullish on crypto debate someone that is a little more skeptical on crypto. But if I ever had to debate Simon Constable, I would pretend I was asleep as well. And that is precisely (laughs) what the pro-crypto people have done. But we're the big beneficiaries because that gives us even more time to chat with journalist, broadcaster, columnist, and the author of a terrific book, The Wall Street Journal Guide to the 50 Economic Indicators That Really Matter, Simon Constable. Simon, happy Groundhog Day. Happy Groundhog Day to you. I, I've been so excited all night that I could barely get to sleep, Frank. Um, th- this is absolutely true. I, I, do, I do find the, the, crypto, the crypto craze interesting. Um, and and b- before we go any further, you're right, I'm a skeptic. I think the technology underlying it is very interesting, but um, not, not the mania we've, we've seen in, in the media and in some of the markets. It's... Uh, it, it's it's getting a little out of hand, and I think some fundamentals are being forgotten. So uh, before we get into all the latest crypto news, and it seems like almost on a daily basis, there's a ton of news related to cryptocurrency. We have a lot of listeners that might skew a little bit older. We may have a lot of listeners that uh, aren't necessarily that up on what cryptocurrency is. How do you explain cryptocurrency to somebody that is uh, totally unfamiliar with it. What is it? Um, Basically, it's an electronic token that cannot be replicated, that can be bought and sold. Um, And that's all it is. Um, Think of it like a baseball card that you might want to buy and sell, but it's electronic and they're all, you know, all the Bitcoins are identical and you can buy them in in parts of them or or buy them by the whole um, if you've got enough money. That's that's all this is, um, and and some people use them to um, speculate, and some people um, accept them as payment. So, for instance, Tesla was accepting Bitcoin um, and other cryptocurrencies as payment for its Tesla cars. So you have the mayor of Miami who's getting paid in crypto. You he wanted to actually pay uh, members of the municipal workforce in crypto. Eric Adams, the mayor of New York being paid in crypto, and a lot of mayors around the country uh, are actually viewing this, the mayors of Cleveland, Atlanta, other cities, as a means of addressing income inequality through cryptocurrency. How does that happen? How does that work? How can um, cryptocurrency be a better means of addressing income inequality than, than the conventional greenback, the dollar? So I, I don't think it can. I, I think um, I think it really actually will do the opposite, um, and I know the intent might be good, um, but when when the intent is good but the outcome is is bad, then you've got something that's bad because the, the outcome is not good. And I don't doubt the uh, the good heart of, of the, the, these mayors of all these, of all these cities. But let's let's first go through what money is. 
money, right? There's a strict definition of money. It's a store of value, a medium of exchange, and a unit of account. And we can say that's true for a dollar, right? Your dollar today is pretty much going to be worth what it is tomorrow. Um, you can spend it, and that's how people um, transact most transactions, and it's a unit of account. Elon Musk's wealth is not measured in crypto, it is measured in dollars. Your wealth is measured in dollars, my wealth is measured in dollars, um, and some of it pounds because I happen to, uh, to live in the UK at the moment. But you see what I'm saying, that's, that, that's money, crypto isn't money, so... It, it's great. If you, if you have some wealth, you can afford to take a bet on crypto because if you lose some money, you can wait, wait it out until maybe the price comes back. If you're poor, what are you going to do? Your grocery money has just gone down the tube. That's not very good. That doesn't help income inequality. And there's another thing here. America's unbanked, the people who don't have bank accounts, is, is a, a chronic problem. The, the U, big U.S. banks do not cater to the poor, uh, and they have not catered to the poor for a very, very long time, if ever. And that means there's a lot of people who rely on cash. So if this is a movement to get rid of cash, it's going to hurt the poor the most. Very interesting. This week, I think just yesterday, there was a story that there are proposals in some western states, including Wyoming and Arizona, to accept tax payments in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency. Uh, is that a wise move? If you were a state policymaker, should you be able to pay your taxes in Bitcoin rather than in dollars? Well, if, if that's the asset that the that the, the taxpayer has, say 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 Frank Morano has you know ninety nine percent of his wealth in cryptocurrency and you know one percent in cash, for instance, and that's hypothetical, um, then it would you know you say okay, well this is what I've got a lot of, I can give the government some of that. Um, it's not very good for the government unless they immediately <laughs> change it into dollars because they are not sure what actually they're getting. So um, cryptocurrencies have moved up and down in price in swings that make, you know, <laughs> the crash of 2009 look uh, benign. You know, we, we've, seen, sure. we've seen these prices going up and down like a yo-yo. So if I was the tax collector in Wyoming, say, I'd be saying, great, pay, pay what you can in, in crypto, but I'm immediately going to send that to the market and cash it in for dollars, and then I'll put that in the state treasury. We did see cryptocurrency take a big plunge in value last month. What are people attributing that to, Simon? Why did crypto take such a bath? Is, just, is this the bubble bursting, or are there other factors at play here? I, I think this has got a lot to do with the fact that the entire tech sector took a beating. So I have a chart in front of me that looks at the S&P 500 and the, the NASDAQ. The NASDAQ is basically an index of tech stocks, or it, it's highly dominated with that. In the last three months, it's down 10% um, compared to the S&P 500, which is down almost 3%. So um, the S&P is much more di diversified in terms of what industries it covers, but the tech industries taken a beating on the back of the idea that uh, the Federal Reserve is going to increase the cost of borrowing. And that means that investors have a choice between having a non-interest-bearing asset, 
cryptocurrency or an interest-bearing asset such as a bond or cash, which might get more interest uh, on account now. So I think it's that it's that calculus that's going on in the head of investors that's saying, okay, great, now I know for sure I can get a better better deal on my bonds. Interesting. Now, putting aside the use functions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, let's just talk about Bitcoin and crypto as an investment vehicle. A friend of mine um, is going to buy a Bitcoin for his daughter, and he is of the belief that this is going to provide her with a lot of long-term financial security in the future. Do you think that at this point, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency in general, is a good investment for people? Not if it's all of your assets. If, if you had, you know, a um, million dollars and you put it all into crypto, I think that would be foolhardy. Um, I, I think um, if, if people have a little bit of money to, to put in it, it could go up. Now, I know Wall Street is, is embracing cryptocurrency as an investment, and they're providing investment vehicles, exchange-traded funds, futures contracts for people to be able to get in and out of this, this market. But Wall Street is also the same place that introduced subprime home loans, you know, dodgy loans, the ninja loans, no income, no job, no assets, and you give the money and you wonder why people don't pay their mortgage off. That almost destroyed the entire world economy. So Wall Street getting into it is is not exactly a plus in my view. Mm. They get into plenty of things that work and plenty of things that don't work. And who will be left holding the bag? It will be small investors, um, you know, fr- friends of yours, friends of mine who have bought this. So I think um, you know, uh, you know, caution is, is advised. You have some some money in in it. Um, but not certainly not all and everything of one's assets. I think that will be really, really foolhardy. If people are tuning in, we are talking with uh, veteran financial commentator Simon Constable. Uh, he is the author of the book, The Wall Street Journal Guide to the 50 Economic Indicators That Really Matter. Uh, Simon, we, um, you know, we hear a lot about uh, the different possibilities for the blockchain. That's the technology that enables cryptocurrency to happen putting aside the the uh, benefit or detriment of bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies what do you see as the potential positive uses of the blockchain technology oh i think the technology is very interesting um one of the things that i've that i've thought about is so if, if you've ever i've worked in a corporation um on in the finance staff uh, which meant we had to sort of get up data and, and look at how our investments are done in terms of new new factories and that sort of stuff. You know, we put X money into the factory and how much money did we make from the products that were coming out of it. Well, the Bitcoin, um, not the Bitcoin, the, the blockchain technology would allow us to see what had gone in there and in an unalterable way. So in, imagine that basically you've got a, uh, you know, a, basically a, a security code of every transaction and that you can look back in history and see every single part of that. And that's very useful for auditors to say, OK, this was legit. This went in there. Oh, this was a mistake and it was reversed. 
but we know everything that went on. It will help reduce fraud, help reduce waste. I'm not suggesting there was fraud in the company I was at, but um, waste is, is common mm. in companies because they just don't know what's going on. The, um, the blockchain technology will allow companies to know what's going on in a much more detailed way and in a much more secure way. We're seeing a, a number of cryptocurrency-related scams, a number of cons, a number of uh, fraudsters that are using the premise of cryptocurrency vehicles to dupe uh, certain unsophisticated investors. And that's one of the reasons I thought maybe it was a positive that Eric Adams was uh, trying to make cryptocurrency education a part of his platform because you'd hope that the more educated people are about cryptocurrency, the less they're likely to succumb to one of these scams. Government appears poised to jump in with greater regulations of cryptocurrency. What sort of regulations should government be seeking to implement in the cryptocurrency sphere as far as you're concerned, Simon? Uh, I, will, I will get to that, but let's first go back to the education bit. Um, I, I'm a believer, like, like many of my colleagues, that there should be financial education in school um, so that people understand how to balance a checkbook, how to budget, to know what's good investing and what's bad investing. Uh, that, basically, when I was at school, there was nothing to do with that. And I studied economics, so, I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there wasn't really financial Right, if you're not learning how to balance a checkbook, nobody is. Nobody is, and that will be very useful. And I think it, in, within the terms of that, if Eric Adams can say, great, you, you're going to learn finance, a little bit of it at, at school, at least to give you the basic building blocks, and that will include something on crypto, I think that would be a very useful start, and I think everyone would deserve that. We all learn how to read and write. Um, we all need to know how to deal with money. It, money is a fact of life, and we need to know what is a good thing to do and, and what is a bad thing to do. Um, the, the, the regulations, I think, need to be transparency um, and, and, and basically deposit guarantees. Uh, one of the big problems I've seen with, uh, with crypto all along, and it's something that really doesn't happen in, in, in the futures market, is that sometimes crypto just disappears. So, you know, Frank's got, you know, you know, um, you know, 100 units in, in, you know, in an account somewhere, loses the password, can't get access to it again. It's basically gone. Or the the place where this uh, crypto is stored gets hacked and it's disappeared and you can't get it back and there's nowhere to find it. So having like when you put money in a bank or when you put money in a brokerage that you can pretty much guarantee that if anything goes wrong with the bank or the brokerage, there's a way for you to get your money back. That isn't happening right. with crypto. You're, you're, you're done, right? If you have, you know, you know, a billion dollars in crypto sitting on an exchange and, and it gets hacked, I don't know what you do. Right. What, what would you do, Frank? Right. I, I'd panic. Right? I'd panic. That's right. That's exactly that would be the first thing. Uh, Simon, it is always a, a treat talking with you. Uh, after this conversation, I will not be asking uh, my employer, John Katsimatidis, to uh, pay me in cryptocurrency instead of dollars. Dollars are good. Do dollars are very good. You can, I think you can still get um, a slice of pizza for, for two bucks. Right? That, that's right. It's going up quickly due to inflation, but, uh, but, there are, but you can still get a $2 slice, that's for sure. That's good.
Simon, like, thank I you like very your much. Pizza. And, uh, thank you, Frank. Have a great day. Appreciate it. Happy Groundhog Day across the pond there. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.